This is Michelle Dawes-Burt of Real Chicks Rock, and this is RCR Presents Real Discussions, the podcast. Enjoy. Good afternoon, and welcome to RCR Presents Real Discussions. I am your host for today, Michelle Dawes-Burt. I'm so excited. I am. I am. I'm excited for several reasons, but for the first reason, today is my official one-year anniversary. Yay! We give thanks! I've been doing this for one year, so I just want to thank everybody who's been listening and tuning in. And so um, I wanted to commemorate my anniversary month by talking about the thing that I love the most outside of my son, house music. So I have uh, two guests today. Um, they're going to talk to me about their passion and their love about the genre, about the music. But before we get into that, I just want to give people a little background about what RCR is all about. It's all about the empowerment and inspiration and motivation for women. We do that through various different things. We do it through community service. We do it through um, our apparel line. See the T-shirts? Yay! Thank you for everybody that's been rocking and supporting the brand for Five years. This is our fifth year. We're going to talk about that in the next couple of months, how we're going to promote that and celebrate our five-year anniversary for Real Chicks Rocks, um, even being in existence. So we're excited about that. Um, we also do it through community service. We always want to give back. We try to find different ways and angles that we can uh, collaborate with different organizations or groups to make sure that we give back and we don't leave anyone behind. And today, this other uh, avenue or venue that we do it through is through the arts, through the media, and through the talk show, and through music, and so we are here. So we want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, my guest and my topic today is the ladies that sing house with Miranda Nicole and <laughs> Stephanie Cook. Yes, so I am so excited, and I have with me Miranda Nicole. Hi, Miranda. Please, how are you? I am wonderful. I'm so glad you are here. Thank you. I'm so glad that you're here. Um, Stephanie is going to join us um, momentarily. Unfortunately, she had to work today, but so she's going to dial in. So don't fret. We're going to have Stephanie as well. Um, but right now, I want to optimize as much of the time with Miranda as possible. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Miranda, where are you from? Where's your birthplace? Um, I was born in California. Mm. California. Cali girl. And then came to Atlanta. How long you been in Atlanta? I've been in the A for like easily 20 years. Really? Not longer. Wow. Yeah, I always say like I'm Cal Cali Atlanta dreaming. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm a mix. Are you really? Why Atlanta? Uh, well, I didn't really have a choice. In Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> it was more, you know, family, your child, you go where yeah. family. Okay. You know, so. Okay. But um, I definitely love Atlanta. I remember getting off the plane even younger and being culture shocked. Really? By seeing so many beautiful black people in one place. Wow. With no uh, gunshots. Right. No drama. And I'm like, are all these people staying here? Right. <laughs> I'm like, I was so confused. But um, yeah, it was great. You know, being here definitely has helped me um, just be, you know, get in tune with my, my mm -hmm. culture and mm -hmm. more people um, who look like me. Right. And, um, you know, California is beautiful, but it definitely sometimes can feel like it's missing that culture mm -hmm. um, of just black people, you know, motivating and working together. Right. Um, so, yeah, I love Atlanta. Good. So tell me a little bit about when you were younger in California. Was What was the neighborhood like for you? Was it diverse? Was it a mixture of people? Oh, or? yeah. We... Um, we lived in a very diverse uh, neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, mostly like blacks and mm -hmm. Hispanics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I went to school with, you know, mostly Hispanics. I want to say like, 
I remember only having like two black girlfriends. Wow. So okay. and the majority of, you know, my first boyfriend, Jorge, was <laughs> Hispanic. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't like, you know, um, but that's kind of, you know, that's the culture right. in, in California. Right, right. Um, but, you know, I enjoyed it. It definitely instilled some things in, in me and helped me, you know, better deal with diversity mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then coming here as well, you know, gave me the other the other side that I needed. So as a kid, what was the music you listened to primarily? Was it a lot of music? Um, you know, my dad worked at Loud Records mm. um, in L.A., which is a hip hop label. Nice. Um, and he also he, he and my uncle had a club called uh, Club Unity. Mm. And so it was an underground hip hop club. Nice. And um, they didn't have a venue, but they ha- it was a monthly party that right. they would move around to different venues, mm-hmm. um, you know, like we do now, right. basically. Right. But um, I remember going with my dad to like secure the venues and like, you know, I would hang out at the at the record label after school. Mm-hmm. So I definitely grew up a lot around. Uh, around a lot of hip hop. Okay. Um, my dad loved hip hop. So, I mean, Wu-Tang was performing at my dad's club. Wow. Um, ODB, um, Nas, everybody, um, so many different people. Um, so mainly, you know, growing up, it was a lot of hip hop, but then it was a lot of soul music mm-hmm. um, that my mother and both my father enjoyed. So a lot of Luther, um, Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. Sade, a lot of Anita. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really kind of what I grew up listening to. It wasn't really until maybe, middle school that I ventured out on my own, Mm -hmm. you know, musically. Okay. So how old are you with the music (laughs) influence with your dad and hip hop? You were maybe about 12, maybe a little older. Um, What's your age at that time? At that time, I was younger than that. Okay. Because. Yeah, and two, I moved back and forth a lot okay. as a child. So, Mm. um, like I, I, I remember coming here like first grade then going back. Uh, sixth grade and mm. staying there till high school and okay. coming back. Okay. So it was kind of like a, you know, a back and, and forth, forth um, type of situation. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in your, in your high school years, mm-hmm. you could probably at where was high school spent here or in yeah, California? Here. It was here. Mm-hmm. So what was the influence for you in high school? What was, what were you listening to around that time? Um, I was listening to a lot of Jeanne. Mm. I grew up loving Jeanne. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too, by my father working at a record label, he would always get the promo CDs nice. before yes. they would come out. Right. So he, you know, a lot of times he would just like give me bundles of CDs and I would just be able to go through whatever it was. And there were always a lot of different things. Um, I remember getting the immature, we got it promo CD. <laughs> sign because I couldn't like go to the concert and my dad made this big thing about it to like their manager and he like sent this package which was super (laughs) cool and I still have that and um but yeah I remember finding the Jeanne CD the blue one with crush on it Mm. and I mean I scratched that thing up because I played that thing every single day so Jeanne was definitely um one of my biggest influences and then of course i love destiny's child growing yes, up yes. um i remember getting the writings on the wall cd before it came out wow. and like just playing that like oh my god this is the best thing ever <laughs> um so you know a lot of uh destiny's child um of course tlc escape mm-hmm. especially like you know all my atlians right because it seems like people in other places act like they don't know who escape is but i don't know what's <laughs> wrong with these people but um anyway escape was yeah. like one of my my absolute favorites right. i definitely followed them the harmonies were good mm-hmm. with escape mm-hmm. really yeah, I love good. A good harmony they were really good mm-hmm. so did you find yourself miranda like listening to these mu- this music and just lip syncing or singing or just how when did this 
thing with this music? When did you marry music? Um, I definitely feel like I've always been married to music because I've always really enjoyed it. Yes. Um, and I didn't have a sibling till I was five. Okay. So like the music was like, you yeah. know, my dance partner. Right, right. Um, but I would, I would probably say somewhere around like about fifth grade, fifth, sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, I recall my cousin and I and our girlfriends down the street, we had a singing group. <laughs> And we got together and we, you know, we rehearsed and her little sister, the littlest one, she was the dancer mm. and we wrote songs and, you know, and it was all, it was me and another girl, Heavenly Swan. I never forget. We were the only two that can sing. Sorry to other girls, Aisha <laughs> and my cousin, Tiffany, <laughs> call him out right quick. But you know, that was super, y'all was super cute though. You know, <laughs> but you couldn't, can sing, but you couldn't sing. <laughs> yeah, so, but you know, that, those were the first, you know, times that I actually really like. Oh, I'm going to do this. And then, of course, I think, you know, all artists kind of get or feel like it's so flighty. Yes. You know, yes. Um, we live in a society that although enjoy the fruits of the creatives, mm-hmm. sometimes um, there's a stigma that goes along with, you know, being an artist or mm-hmm. wanting to be an artist mm-hmm. or, you know, um, just pursuing something create, you know, creatively. And um, so for a long time, I just kind of um, retreated mm. and was just trying to figure out like, is this something that like, is this realistic? Mm. Is this, you know, just really a lot of yeah, doubt, you know yeah. what I mean? So just had to go through, through that, um, through that phase, which lasted, you know, for quite a while. Really? Um, but thankfully I found poetry in that time. Okay. And, um, spoken word actually. And so by writing and then doing spoken word and like getting more, um, experience being on stage performing right then that really helped me to break the shell mm. to you know come out and sing and have and some perform. faith in it right? yes absolutely. yeah because it was it was another artistic side right. of you because because in the beginning is just really you know it's for me you know yeah. it's like my therapy yeah you know um the fact that people enjoy my music that's just you know an added bonus you know what i'm saying because it's really it's like a dog licking its wounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the, what music is to me. So when you performed, um, it was with the group, right? And the two young ladies couldn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, now, we never performed. You just got together. We and just had practice. Just, <laughs> we just had rehearsal. Yeah. No, nah, we wasn't out. We wasn't out in these streets trying to, you know, be out here on some one, two step. No. <laughs> That that would have that would have probably shocked me for the rest of my life. She said no, no, no. <laughs> so did you ever? So you what? When did you do a performance? Was it after the spoken word years or time that you actually sang? Or? Yeah, it was. Um, now through high school, I sung in chorus. Okay, so that was safe for me mm-hmm. because it's like you know you're with everyone else, and then I also did girls trio, so that was like. Another step, but still the safety of, of other, other people. people. Um, and then after that, once I got to college, I did more like acting and poetry. And it actually wasn't until my junior year. Um, I went to Savannah State. Shout out to y'all. Oh. Um, and so I ran out, I ran for Miss Savannah State. Hmm. And so, of course, you know, you have to have a talent. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, yes. uh, sing and so i actually i sung a song that one of my classmates had written because mm. she was just super dope and um 
she played the piano for me. I sung the song and I got a standing ovation. And, and uh, you know, I, when I think about that experience, I, I really feel like it was the experience that catapulted me to. Okay. And it was right around the time where I was just like, you know, I couldn't think about anything else mm. but music, but writing, but creating. Mm. You know, I was just in that space. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, shortly after that, the next year, um, I ended up leaving to come home to Atlanta mm-hmm. and really pursue music full time. Wow. Mm-hmm. So you've been doing it for a while. Yeah. I just realized like. 10 years. Wow. I'm like, whoa, I'm not even old enough to do this. <laughs> <laughs> you have an old a soul, and I think it's be, only when you sing. Thank because you. in the room, your energy is epic. Thank right? you. So you have great energy in person. But when you sing, it's something about when you sing. It, you can tell that it's been curated for quite some time and been cultivated. This isn't something that somebody stuck you in some sound booth and said, I want you to sing these lyrics. It's some, You come from a dimension or space where you have had soulful experience in, in your soul musically, mm-hmm. and it comes out. And I see it even when you perform. And we're going to talk more about that, too. You're welcome. So when you left Savannah State, you're here in Atlanta. You're still kind of young, right? Mm -hmm. So now, but you have a little village because you've been back and forth from Cali and Atlanta. So you know people here. It's not a... Well, see... Because I went to school in Riverdale. Mm. So, and while that's only 25 minutes, roughly, it's very far away (laughs) (laughs) from the city, you know? And so... We didn't come to the city a lot. Really? My My grandma, like the only time I would come to the city was on Sundays to go to church mm. with my grandmother. Mm. So the, I only knew the route to get to church and okay. get back home. Okay. So anywhere else, I didn't know. So yeah. when I first got back, um, one of my girlfriends, you know, she was really um, adamant about showing me around and like making sure I knew, you know, how to get around. Mm. And, and I, we got back and I just started networking. Okay. Um, I was a part of a group, um, which is now a lifestyle group, but first songwriting team turned lifestyle group and um, five star. And so we collectively went to different parties, met a lot of different producers. Mm -hmm. And so when I really got in the game, um, I was songwriting Mm. way before I was singing. Mm -hmm. So I I probably wrote strong for about two years. Um, I worked at a tricky Stewart studio, Mm -hmm. uh, red zone for a while with um, then production group battery five. And I was there like, I mean, I went to work, to the studio i was there i slept on one of my girlfriend's couches wow. for like almost a month wow um because i would leave the studio so late, late and it's like too far a drive to get back by the time i had to get up to go to work so mm. you know she was just such a blessing in my life to mm. to even you know allow me to just crash at her place mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and so yeah i mean i started getting around in atlanta networking and then just meeting people Mm -hmm. that way Mm -hmm. and so in meeting did people say to you you know you should sing or ask the question are you a singer because you wrote so well um people did ask me and i was very adamant about letting people know that no i just want to be a songwriter okay um and the reason for that was because one i had not yet written a song for myself Right. A song that I can identify with, right. a song that I can sing because because I, I recognize, um, you know, thankfully, I was able to get a lot of the business side from being right. with my dad and right. the clubs and, and at the label. Um, but you have to sing this song forever. <laughs> like, just like make no doubts about it. You know, and so the thing about it is, if I'm going to be singing this song. I need to make sure that I can identify with this song. Yeah, right? I can't be singing about something else. <laughs> 
that I have no like because you're gonna be singing this song for the you know right I'm still singing kissing you you yeah. know what I'm saying yeah so um but I finally met someone this brother named I.L. and um, I met him randomly mm-hmm. like on Peter Street eating mm. and was get more r- random than that right exactly <laughs> and um, I don't even know how we started talking I think we were just sitting so close together that we just had to say like our table and their table right. just kind of had to say hello right and um, they ended up being in music and they were working out of patchwork. And so, like, I want to say the next day I was over there and they were introducing me to producers and stuff. And then I was going over there writing mm. and over there with them. And so one day I.L. called me. He was like, I'm putting together this event. <clears throat> um, keep it classic. Um, it's going to be a showcase, like mm. all up and coming talent. I know you said you don't want to sing. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. But please, he like, like he begged me. And I'm yeah. and I'm definitely a planner. So I might be able to make some room, but don't ask me the day before. <laughs> you just messed up your room. You just closed the door to your room. You know. So um he asked me a month in advance. Okay. And so I was like, I can't say you no. You can't say no. That's funny. I, could, I couldn't say no. And I had actually like uh, maybe about a month prior to that, I had just wrote a record called Love Sick. Mm-hmm. And it was as soon as I heard the music. And wrote the song, I knew that the song was for me. Okay. And, um, you know, I felt, I was like, okay, well, I have a song I can sing. You know, I'll find a cover that I can relate to. And then we'll just go from there. And I had my two best friends also from Five Star, Simone and Dylan. They sung background for me. And, like, another girl, one of my girlfriends who was, like, up and coming with her wardrobe. She styled us. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, we went all out. We mm. didn't have makeup. We just went all out, you know. And, um. I was just really well received and I ended up performing there like every week. Really? And then it just kept going. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. How did you feel at that performance? Um, I felt great. I felt a little, of course, nervous, mm-hmm. um, going up for the first time. And, um, but what, what a lot of people said to me afterwards was that, or what I kept hearing was that, you know, about my presence mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's almost like one, you can't teach presence. And, True. um, just to know that I had that, it was like a strength, mm-hmm. right. That I could therefore like use right. and just get better. Right. Um, and when you know, a lot of times people see something in you that you don't, that you might know is there, but you're afraid to let come out mm-hmm. or, just what have you. And just, I got a lot of positive reinforcement um, from the people that were there and, and from, you know, the club owner, uh, from the venue owner. And um, I mean, even the venue owner, like I still see him. He's always just like, you are one of my favorites. Mm. Like from the time you came, you wow. were one of my favorites. Um, and then too, cause I was performing, like my first song was more of like a soft rock yes. kind of song. Okay. <clears throat> and everybody, a lot of other people are singing R and B or, um, you know, hip hop. Right. So even then I definitely stood out musically mm-hmm. from the sound that was of, current. Uh, that, well, that was predominant at yeah. that particular showcase. Mm. So, um, that too, you know, definitely made me feel good because it's like, I've always seen myself as an everybody type of person. Okay. You know, not just like this to this group or to this group, to this group. Yeah. Um, I'm, you know, and I, I, I would like to think that I make music for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I just encourage people to, you know, step outside of their, what their comfort zone might mm-hmm, be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
listening wise and creatively, you know, to enjoy something else. Right, right. So, well, there's power in the fact that you write yes. your own music because mm-hmm. it's a feeling, it's an emotion, it's an expression mm-hmm. that you have. It's very personal. Absolutely. And then when you take it and you grab the mic and there's some music to accompany that feeling, then it's it's awesome in yes. itself, right? Absolutely. So that's what it, that's probably your experience. And it seemed like it was a similar experience, but more mature than what you had at Savannah State when you mm-hmm. were a junior, Absolutely. right? It was just like, okay, I did it then, and and I'm getting that same feeling again mm-hmm. now. Hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of growth. You yeah, know? like. I, I I think about my journey and it had to be the way that it was, right. you know, like it had to be go to college and be a part of this spoken word right. organization. Cause even, even um, in that organization, which is called word, um, you know, we, we went around the city of Savannah mm. and performed in different places. Nice. And um, I was able to meet other, you know, uh, poetry troops right. and, you know, gain big sisters and gain mm-hmm. like, you know, all this momentum and people who are just really building into you right, and like, right. you know, motivating you creatively. And right. just because they are so dynamic themselves, mm-hmm. you know, just going to see them is like being plugged in. Awesome. You know, so. do you still do spoken word from time to time? Um, you know, I haven't done spoken word in quite a while. It mm. was funny because, um, a little while ago, I was in the shower and and I was like, I spit something, and I mean, it was crazy. I was like, Yo, I would have gotten like the best applause ever. And of course, I couldn't remember it. <laughs> couldn't remember. And I was like, You know what, guys? That was for me. That was for you know. You. But it was so good. So um, you know, sometimes I am. You know, when I when I get those blocks and. Um, writing songs, you know, I should definitely probably try to mm-hmm. maybe like express, but sometimes I, I feel like, um, I like to focus on one thing, mm-hmm. you know, and give it all I got. Cause sometimes I get upset if I write like a great poem, but I don't know how to quite turn it into a song. Yeah. Like I've never done that. Okay. Okay. Um, because I write each the way that they need to mm-hmm. be written. Mm-hmm. So. so when you did that performance that day and you sung your own song, you, where was your space, your head space at that time? Was it about love or just something else that was going on? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean the first time at the showcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was definitely about love and it was about, you know, just moving on from love. Okay. Um, the hook was, I don't want to be another girl lovesick. Mm. Um, you know, poppy tune, real fun. Yeah. Um, but also like real serious at the same time. Like, you know, he's gone. Mm-hmm. So what? I don't really care. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and just like, you know, I'm going to go dance. I'm going to go enjoy myself. I'm going to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to be another girl lovesick. Right. You know? Right. And, um, just, and just recognizing like, how that's really a worldview, you know, everybody can get their hearts broken, yes. you know, and every and also those same people can choose to say, you know, I'm not going to be another person loves. Right, me, right, know? right. Um, so I just I just felt like the the title and also um, just the meat of the song, a lot of people could really um, identify with. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so they just enjoyed it. But it, I mean, it made me feel good to just get it out mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, more so to see how I would be received. Mm. Have you ever played a musical instrument? Um, no, well, I have what, dabbled. What? That was a long no. I know because that I was, was a like, yes or no question. I know how to play. I know how to play. Um, lean on me on the piano, okay? That I can play. Um, but no, you know, I've always been um, such 
a fan of the guitar. Okay. Um, from the child, from my childhood, my I remember my dad had an acoustic guitar, mm. which of course I broke because I wanted to play with it. And you should just show me how to play with it instead of me baby playing with it and tearing uh, it up, right? So, but like, you know, my father, he ended up getting me um, a guitar, which also got broken by a baby. <laughs> so, you know, you know, what goes around comes, comes around, around, everybody. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I, I would I would love to learn. Um, but then a part of me just likes to groove. Like, you know, I feel like sometimes when you're creating with another person like I love to write with just a guitar Mm -hmm. I love to write with just a piano Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like those are the times where it really just flows out of me a lot more and a lot quicker even when when producers send me um, songs I'll typically have them strip it down and send me the the piano really really and then I write to that Mm. because that's what's pulling the emotion. Wow. Everything else is just like around me. Wow. And so in order to like really, because when I write a song, I sit down and I, th- I, you know, I listen to it, but I think about how it makes me feel, mm-hmm. you know, and then as I start writing, I think about, you know, people with emotion on the dance floor. Right. And how it might make them feel. Right. You know what I mean? And then I could just kind of match up the content and the, the spacing and the you know, the flow from there. Yeah. Awesome. So I love, I love writing. Writing's my instrument. That's your instrument. I'm going to plug in melanin blues. Nice. Cause that was awesome. Yes. Thank that you. That was very acoustic. Yes. And yes. you were in that space. Yeah. That, 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 uh, melanin blues definitely poured out of me. Yeah. It poured out of me. Um, didn't take me very long Mm-mm. to write at all. Um, and just really close to my heart and, you know, just some, uh, a record that I wanted to do um, for the culture, for yes, the community. Yes. Um, and, and really, too, to, to show, shine a different light on um, what's going on. Because everybody just wants to, I'm tired of being the angry black woman. Yes. Yes. I'm tired of my brothers being, you know, looked at as angry black men. Right. Everybody's angry. You yeah, know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, like we're not angry. We're not. You know what I'm saying? And, and let's talk about like where anger comes from. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you can only pile sadness on top of sadness on top of sadness so much. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, you know, that's what this record's about. It's about, you know, the blues of the melanated person mm. and the things that, you know, we go through a lot of times in silence and why, you know, that sadness turns to rage outside mm. doors. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because we're quiet, so quiet about our sadness right. and we don't want to talk about that part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it has to be talked about it does. or it does. expressed. Absolutely. So it was a wonderful piece. We're going to talk more about that. We're going to take a little break now. Okay. How about that? How the time is going by so quickly. And when we come back, we're going to talk about how do we have all of this influence of soul and R&B and hip hop. And then we sing house. <laughs> so when we come back, more Miranda Nicole and
are back. We are talking with the Evervescent and the lovely Miranda Nicole. Hey, everybody. She's, yes. She, Glam Soul is in the building. Right. In the building. Right. So for those of you that are just tuning in, we talked about where Miranda's from, what it was like growing up, and the fact that she's been back and forth to Atlanta several times. She's not new to this. She's true to this. Okay, fill it in. So she's been back and forth and just having some relationships and family here as well as California. And then, you know, she discovered the fact that she could sing and she enjoyed singing when she was younger. I think Savannah State was like a pivotal time for her in her junior year was really great. But she held on to this songwriting thing. Like, I'm a songwriter. Damn it. Only. And I'm not (laughs) doing anything else. And so, you know, then time went on and, and people asked her. Like, I really need you to sing for this, for this showcase, for this performance. And that's where it was like, ah, I think all was well with your soul yes, at that point. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. So you were writing. Um, the song was good, made you feel a certain way. You felt very empowered, probably singing your own stuff. And now you're here in Atlanta and you're doing the being in the city kind of thing, even though your family's based in Riverdale. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But you're spending a lot of time in the city. So you're getting to know people and growing and that type of thing. Kind of want to know, based on your background, because it was R&B influenced because your dad and the record store and the label and all that, um, R&B, hip hop, soul, how did you discover House? Um, you know, I always like to say that House kind of discovered me. Is that right? Um, the closest thing are my only, inf- now I did, I love CC Peniston. Mm. I did love CC Peniston growing up. Okay. But I didn't know it was house. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, I loved her. She mm. was, she was the only one I knew. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And then years later, you know, people, of course, people ask, Oh, well, who's your whatever? And you know, a lot of times I don't know. Right. You know, I don't know the name of the song. No, <laughs> I don't know the name of the song. I'm sorry. I know that's a carnal sin. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm learning. However, you're just gonna, you know, educate me. You right. know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what house is. It's family. It's, it's family. education. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Hold your girl down. You know what I'm we saying? We got you. We got you. Um, but what happened was that I was actually working with a producer by the name of Ryan Bowser. Mm. Um, Ryan Bowser uh, did Kelly Rowland's first mm. solo album. Mm. Okay. He also produced Nelly in the Lunatics first album. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't quite tell you how I met him, but we crossed paths and I would be at his studio every day right. as well writing recording just but at that point i had transitioned to writing my own stuff right right but still like working out the kinks if you will um and then he introduced me to a songwriter by the name of don king mm. and he was like yo i love your voice like i have this song and don king is like one of the most prolific writers i've ever met wow like, i only hope to be as good wow. as he is. That's he's awesome. a, he's incredible. Mm. Um, so he had the record "Kissing You," mm-hmm. which was um, the original song of "Kissing You." is a down tempo R and B song. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. and so um, in my beginning, you know, struggling artists, you you know, you don't have a lot. And um, but I was going to the studio, and I didn't have a way to really send out my music. Okay, and so it started with just being you know. Being Banji on the work computer, downloading all my Benji. stuff. Did she say Because <laughs> I was definitely all of the above. Um, and send, you know, sending them and then have, making sure to delete everything yes. off the computer. And it just became so much. So I actually uh, met this sister named um, Shawnee, also DJ Sunshine, mm. which I love her to life. And um, I started using her computer mm. and we became really close. And so by her, you know, being a lover of all things creative, she started listening 
listening to my playlist that I was mm. leaving on her computer, like in her own time. So I remember one day she comes to work and she's all belly because she was pregnant at the time <laughs> and she's singing the song and she's dancing. She's like, Miranda, everybody needs to hear this song. And she mm. was singing the, you know, singing the words. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, Shawnee. And she's like, well, I have a friend in New York, um, DJ search mm. Negri. And he's dope. Like, I just want to send him the song right. to do a mix. And, right. you know, of course, when you're up, up and coming artist, like, you don't say no a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You say yes. Mm-hmm. You know, you meet people and you, you know, do collaborations and you just kind of see what works. And so, you know, I said yes. I'm like, you know, why not? Right. Um. So I got the permission because um, on Kissing You, I just wrote the bridge. But I got the permission of everyone else involved um, to send it to him so we got the song to him and at the time dj ian friday was Mm. mentoring him Mm. and um and the rest is history Mm. you know and from there like honestly when i heard serge's mix like when he sent it back it was like the most beautiful thing i had ever heard in my life wow and even my my girlfriends i remember they were like this is so nice like this is so dope (laughs) and these like we weren't listening to anything even remotely close to that. You know really? what I mean? But it was the vibe and it was the feeling. And I don't even think at the time I had even, I think maybe I had been going to, um, Salah's party when it was over at what's that place? The real small place. Mm. It was a little bar. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and that was my first party. You know, wow. I hadn't gone to the tambours. I had never been to house in the park. You wow. know, I hadn't, I had no idea about these yeah. things. Um, but then when Ian Friday did his mix and then when Bodhisattva did his mix Ooh. and like even like re- like truly I went to New York for my first performance and like I didn't even really know who Ian Friday was like that. Like I didn't know. And when I say I didn't know who he was, I didn't know he was as major as he was as he is. was. Right. And now. Right. Of course, as he is. And so just that kind of yes. blew my mind. But but I'm glad I feel like me kind of not knowing was really like my safe place. Right, right. Because that enabled me to just be who I was going to be and who I am. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, with no pretentiousness, with yes. no like, oh, I want to get something. Mm-hmm. It was just like, you know what? I'm just here to give everything that I've got. Right. You know As an I mean? artist. As an artist. Mm. Exactly. So, um, yeah, and then it just kept going, you know. And 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 by the time I started working um, in house music, I had learned to be selective enough to know which records to choose. Wow. You know, because I had gone through, you know, and even that, like that was probably my first shift from yes to no. Really? Like, you know, producers sending you music. And then they had a nerd to send you two songs. Like, they just the best thing since sliced bread. And it's just like, listen, no. Send me, like, five records and then let me choose. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. And and then it makes you feel bad for saying no. I'm like, listen, did nobody tell you to send me just two records? Like, that was like, two is not going to be enough. I need five. I need five because I need to be able to choose. Right. Which one really speaks to me? Because it's it's more than just, like, making a dollar for me. You know, I could easily... Mm. write records and Say be like it. yep charge Say write it. it you know what I mean Say but that. my voice is on that yes you know what I mean and yes. then later maybe somebody start liking it and they're wondering why I don't ever perform it cause mm. I don't like it right you know what I mean and I don't want to sing it mm. you know what I'm saying so that's why I'm I'm very selective about the records that I choose mm. you know and the people you work with yeah the pe- well the people that I work with too but honestly a lot of times I, I may not know a lot about okay. the people okay. you know themselves we kind of you know a lot of producers that I've worked with I've actually never even physically met wow you know um 
uh, Soul Dynamic. I've mm-hmm. never met them. Mm-hmm. Um, whom else have I worked with that I've never met? Um, Louis Benedetti. Mm. I've never, never, who did Glow. I've never met him. Mm. Um, and there's a couple more sprinkled, yeah. sprinkled in there. Ayanda Sigwili. Yeah. I've never met him. And a lot, you know, and it's a, it's a blessing though because these people are in other countries. Uh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Exactly. So, exactly. Um, so you're getting international play yeah. and stardom. Um, shouts out to my people that are listening to me from Toronto. I Shout know out, DJ I Junior T is listening. Hi, Terry. And, 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 and others that are listening. Thank you for making my show international. I appreciate it. But, um, that's amazing because what you write and how you write your style and your sound, people can take it and run with yeah, it. Yeah. And I love that. And, and so it, it's awesome to go to different countries, mm-hmm. Miranda, <laughs> and hear you. Yes. That's, I mean, the, I've seen some video from like Croatia mm. and Ibiza, mm-hmm. and I see these big crowds in Amsterdam. Like, Holy smokes! <laughs> I'm like, this is like serious, you yeah. Know? And um, that's why you know one of my main goals this year and moving forward is just to get my physical body to these places yes. because. You haven't experienced me until you experience me live. You know what I mean? And I love the fact that people, you know, without seeing the show, go and buy the music, but in, in twirl to the music. But I feel like the show, that's like yes. me. You know yes, what I mean? You. Like, that's my opportunity to do what I do. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, the DJ gets their time to 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 bless the people. And um, I just really think that it's important that, you know, the vocalists of House really get an opportunity to showcase not just our voices, but our shows. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we ain't just singing in the background. I know. You I know, know what I mean? I and know. so, like, for me, I've I've kind of made it, I've kind of, like, bogart my my way when i do shows it is a performance yeah i'm not not just singing no no, no i'm performing yeah you know yeah. like i have my whole set you know i yeah, might have a drummer not. if i can find a drummer in your area like it's going down you know what i mean like this ain't no we ain't playing you ain't we ain't mixing me in and mixing me out <laughs> <laughs> no negative you know what i'm saying it's the glam soul show it's the glam, the glam soul, soul show so um you know so i just I, I i'm so blessed already and i'm just i'm really looking forward to like crossing international waters to um to really like bring that show to mm-hmm. the people who have already mm-hmm. you know blessed me by loving my music and you know what that's what i'm going to say as a consumer of house and a lover of house music i will say that for the ladies that sing not just you and stephanie but there's so many others that are are doing a wonderful job absolutely they give a good show absolutely right i was talking to stephanie earlier this week about it and and the thing is she wants to bring that show back that show isn't back a lot of times as a dancer Mm -hmm. a consumer of the music we hear a beat we hear a we feel the vibe we hear the vocals Mm -hmm. we like the words Mm -hmm. we don't know who's singing it right we just don't know. Right. And then when you come and stand before us, we go, oh, my God, that's right. her. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And it is. It is. It is a life changing experience because now we connect with you in right. person. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we feel that a lot with the Monique Binghams and everybody. Yes. And especially with you, because over time, when I first saw you live, I love the fact that I travel for house. I saw you in Chicago. Oh, really? At the Wonder Bar, wasn't it? That's the first time I saw Miranda Nicole in it. I think we live in the same state. And I went for the Chosen Few picnic. That whole seat, that whole 
whole thing was my first year, and I was hanging out. Shout out Mine to Shy, Shy Profess, because mm-hmm. I, I was Shy. hanging out with him, and he taught me, took me to other places and spaces, and oh. he was like, we're going to the Wonder Bar. I was like, okay, and they closed that floor. Oh, yeah. We were getting it in, and you came, and you did that hand <laughs> With the mic, and I was like, she is fine. <laughs> it was really good. Thank you. It was a Thank wonderful you. performance. I Thank wanted you. more. They Thank only let you. you sing a few songs, yeah. but it was very cozy and tight. The vibe was right. Yeah, I had a great time. Everybody appreciated you. Yeah. I got a card. Your assistant was giving out yes. cards and stuff. Yes. I was like, she is so fine. Yeah, I had a great time. I'm actually going back to Chicago oh, next month, so awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. Awesome. It will be only my second time yeah, going back since that time. Yeah, I have not been. I don't know. I haven't been back to Chicago, but you know, Chicago, what's up? Yeah, but um, I'm super excited to go back. You know, and and even of course the first time, like just so much pressure. Yeah, you know, to go to the birthplace of house. Yeah, 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 yeah. And to be, you know, the chosen few, right? So many of them. You know, and, that weekend um, is right. phenomenal. It, right. it was it a was, great weekend, yeah. and it just to see so many people yes. and like it was incredible. I had it a great was, time. and people were about the music. Yes, no if buts ands about it. And you were singing, and they were dancing and applauding you when you finished, and it was just so great. And you were just like, "Thank you, you were just <laughs> so cute with," and that was like dope thank you awesome man i hope your performance is awesome when you go back up there thank you i'm looking forward yeah to they're it. ready for you yeah. they're ready for you they are so ready for you so talk to me a little bit about the glam soul um, tell me how did that come about so glam soul this year on my birthday will be seven mm. years old mm. um so it was it was uh something that manifested um Prior to kissing you even coming out. Wow. Um, so when I was doing my spoken word poetry, I would like to say a lot. Um, you have to give people what they want in order to give them what they need. Okay. Uh, and it's still the same way. You know, people, we like certain things. Right. You know what I mean? Right. We like to hear certain things. We don't want to move outside of our comfort zone, even if those things are good for you. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and so I would always say that. So I, when I became, um, a performer, it was still like, I knew I wasn't going to sing R and B. I knew I wasn't going to sing like, I just, I had to find my box. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause the first question that people ask you is what type of music you sing, mm-hmm. what genre you sing. Mm-hmm. And for me, a person who, again, I'm a people person right. and, and that's the same way I am just overall. So right. I like all types of music, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. All those things influence me. Right. Um, so, you know, I couldn't really say. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, well, I don't want I don't want to allow someone else to put me in a box. Right. If I'm going to be in a box, it's going to be a space that I created mm-hmm. um, that I'm comfortable in, that I can be my full self. In, mm-hmm. And also invite other people who feel that same way, identify with the same things. Mm-hmm. So also, you know what I mean? Identify with mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where Glam Soul came from. Mm-hmm. The glam is, you know. The stage, the presence, the fashion, the Mm. drag, Mm. you know, (laughs) all of that. Um, And then the soul is, you know, the content Mm. of everything. The soul is me. Yes. You know, and, um, you know, my my slogan is is glam soul for all souls. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, we all have a soul. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, And it needs to be fed good vibrations, positivity, um, things that uplift us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it definitely for me 
And a lot of times it's a struggle because, you know, I'm human. Yes. And I go through different emotions. Um, but I really feel charged to manage those emotions mm-hmm. and manage what I put out into the universe mm-hmm. and into the ethers and to people's hearts and homes right. and minds. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so I definitely feel like there's a filtering process as I write mm-hmm. the music. Um to be sure that I'm I'm giving something positive mm-hmm. to people's souls, you mm-hmm. know, and something that I can be proud of and that when it's time to be accountable for what I did, I can say I did good work. Mm-hmm. And I and I've seen Glam Soul grow and mature. Yes. Right? Because I think initially when you get something from the universe, it might just be a concept mm-hmm. or or you get it and right. it may be a little you're in a transitioning space and trying to get other people to, to get it right to get it to understand to understand it. it and i think you know initially it was there was always been there but i've seen it evolve even yeah, more where you're owning it yes and you and exactly what you said you're investing all of those different things it's a glam swat ladies and gentlemen it's a team She has a team where she comes and she performs now. People that make sure she looks good, she sounds good, the whole thing. And it's awesome because we need that. You know, I think as a, as an, as a vocalist, as an artist, as a singer, a performer, you need to go into character, if I could say that, Mm -hmm. you know, because right now you're very relaxed, you're very cool. But when it's showtime, you're a little nervous Mm -hmm. because you're like, I want to do well, the sound has to be right. There's like, Mm -hmm. it's a whole feeling and it's an experience Mm -hmm. that you take everybody in the room with. Right. And that's what I get with Glam Soul. And that's something that no one else can create. So I want to encourage the other people that are listening that say they're a vocalist, they're a singer, you know, find your lane, find what your theme or your Mm -hmm. concept is so that that marries with the writing. Absolutely. So your storytelling. Yeah. Because we want to hear stories. Right. We just don't want you to spit lyrics at us because that's what the top 40 stations do right. or can do. Mm-hmm. But when something about this genre of music or just just anybody who's creating anything, there's more empathy. There's more of a connection yes. when there's a story tied to Absolutely. it. And we listen to the lyrics intently. And then when you have wonderful producers and or DJs that can take that and then put different types of rhythm or beats or moves Mm -hmm. with it, then Mm -hmm. it's like, man, this is epic. Mm -hmm. So now you're in track source and you got like five different versions of your feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, a little, a little slower on the BPMs, a little faster, a little Mm -hmm. this, a little that. And so we get it. So the experience, the glam soul experiences, awesome thank you it is awesome and then you get the visual photographs <laughs> she's doing a lot of that Can you just, give me the stretch you know the stretch have you ever thought about <laughs> modeling because you um you know I, i've modeled you've modeled I, I have modeled before i've never been like super 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 slim mm. and we all know that that market is definitely um geared towards super slim mm. um but i did more like hair modeling okay growing up like i started in high school actually mm. like doing some hair modeling um, and then like, you know, just different shows. One of my really good friends, Clay West, he does, um, he has an organization called C4AC mm-hmm. and, um, it's where, uh, fashion meets music for the cause of cancer. Mm-hmm. So he puts together a really, um, huge, um, benefit fashion show. Mm-hmm. And so I've walked in that fashion show a couple nice. of times. He's had some really amazing designers. Nice. Um, but it's been a it's been a while. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. I mean, I I definitely have people, you know, encouraging me to to do some other things mm-hmm. um, as well. I'm thinking more of along the lines of like acting mm-hmm. more so than modeling. Comedic? Um, can you be comedic? Because you got. I don't some. think I don't think I can be funny on on, on cue. <laughs> I don't. I don't mm, yeah, that might be a setup. 
I might be setting myself up. You know, it's hard to be a comedian. Like, I just went to my first comedic show a couple, you know, a couple months ago. And I was like, man, this shit is hard. Like, I would never make it. So, no. Just, you know, I think I got a good five minutes. You know, my jokes be spaced out. So, I don't think I'll be able to do that. But, um, you know, just, I have to, honestly, and this probably sounds kind of crazy. Like, I, I have to get more comfortable with being in front of the camera. Really? And and not even so much the comfort level, but, like, you have to know your angles. Mm-hmm. And I'm goofy. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of people want to, oh, like, right, right, right. And I even, like, just received an email about, like, being a little bit more, you know. Right, and right. that's cool, but it's just, like, sometimes my goofy is just takes over. And so, like, you just have to be aware of, like, your angles mm-hmm. and this and that. So, um, but it is something that, you know, I really am interested in because, I, you know, I've gotten people to say to me that, you know, on camera I'm striking. And, mm-hmm. You know, when you see me on camera, you want to yes. see what I'm doing. Yes. So, you know, um, things like that definitely encourage me mm-hmm. to... Um, to venture and see, you know, maybe what I can see. But, um, you know, I, I look forward to trying new things within the music, mm-hmm. you know, um, some other avenues. Um, again, I'm a songwriter, so I have a whole catalog of music for other right. artists. Uh, mm. So what I'm looking to do is like starting to play some of those records, you know, nice. um, with, with bigger, um, you know, some of these top 40 artists. Right, right. right. And, um, you know, and also up, up and coming people. Um, but get into that, get into, you know, some movies, some soundtracking, yeah. um, some things like that. So those are, those are the things that like I'm, I'm kind of focused on because mm. I feel like they would be, um, just a nice cute coin yeah. for the Lamso movement to really like, you know, we need a little, you know, a little manure and a little, you know, what they call it. A cute coin you know. for the Lamso movement. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, just working on that. It's all possible because if Drake could do something with black coffee. Yeah. If Drake. When the song comes on, I just want to make an announcement every time. Like with black coffee. I was just like. <laughs> For real, though? I was like, for real. Now, I will say that's the one time where I understand my chastisement of not knowing songs. Because whenever I hear that song now, or even the Tiana and Kanye song, Mm -hmm. I just want to, like, quickly have, like, a moment of silence (laughs) so that everybody can understand that they did not create this. Right, right. These are, you know what I mean? But I feel like it's so important for the house music mm. movers and shakers and i mean the people who can really make things happen to wake up and be aware yeah because you mean to tell me that jennifer lopez can come and and drake can come and do a house song and now it's playing all the time everywhere right it's the same song the same they didn't really do that yeah. much to it yeah to make it commercialized right so you know and that's what glam soul is like as well you know i'm not just trying to sing in the shadows mm-hmm. i want my music in to top be 40 because yes. it is top 40 yes. yes you know what i mean like yes. and i feel like we collectively as a house community have those records mm-hmm. and we should strive to make those records mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it might be like yeah we make a seven minute song but when you do the mixing and stuff, make sure you have a radio cut. Right. Always. Always. You know what I mean? Get the people and then bring them to the party. And then they'd be like, oh, this song is seven minutes. Right. Then it's amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes. I, I can't tell you how many of my friends that I've just invited to like house parties, like at the house, mm-hmm. but like we're having house music playing there you go. and they're just like, yo, this is a completely different experience than mm-hmm. I've ever experienced. Right. You right. know, from the vibe, the energy, the spirit mm-hmm. to even like 
Like my guy friends are always like, oh my God, all these women live in Atlanta. Right. And I'm like, yeah, they all at the house party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know all, the all the time. All the time. So, um, so, so, you know, I just, I just think it's important that we take heed and it's not the first time that mainstream music has, no. has, um, borrowed from, no. you know, house vibes and just traditional, um, sounds right. and culture right. to, to enhance, you know, um, sometimes what can be, a music without a lot of soul. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I feel like it's important for us to take a, a stance and say like, no, you know, you can have a great song. You mm-hmm. can dance. You can feel, mm-hmm. feel something and still not like rat your brain. Yeah. Your yeah. Brain. You're right. I mean, I mean, you grew you said that CC Penison was one <clears throat> of your idols or people you listened to. And so that was, and you were listening in the house and you didn't even know. Right. So we always had some kind of positioning Absolutely. there. We just need to get back to it. Absolutely. Um, by, but I don't want to say by any means necessary, but I do kind of mean that we do. Um, because of, well, I think it's just about creating, I think it's about not holding on to opportunities. Mm-hmm. It's about, you know, sharing and spreading. Like one thing that kind of like has begun to get under my skin as I'm paying more attention. Um, but just seeing the same names on flyers right, all right, the time, right? you know, and even like, I understand like a lot of times DJs want to like trade the opportunities back and forth and mm-hmm. that's great. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you know that you are in a city where there's a really dope house singer, that's really going all in for mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. Like, why not say, you know, well, I'm, I'm going wherever, you know, Mar- you know, Miranda Nicole lives here, you know, right. such and so lives here. Right. I think it would be dope if, if maybe we did a duo thing, right? Just something in even just the mentioning of it, of it. is 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 power. You right. know what I mean? Um, because like you know, for me, I don't want to feel like hostile takeover. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I also want to make sure that I come to do what I'm supposed to do and right. not allow anyone to place me in just like a place in a place. Right. You know? Right. Right. Sounds good. We're gonna take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about Miranda Nicole and her international travels. You were gone for a little bit there. We're going to talk a little bit about that, the feeling, the experience, and how that might have opened some more doors for you. So when we come back, more with Miranda Nicole. My smile is super big because it's my anniversary. Yay, big ups for being here for a year. Yay, we're excited. And so today's topic is the ladies who sing house. And it's I'm really down to the lady, right? Yeah, because Stephanie Cook couldn't get off work to come and join me. So Stephanie owes me. Hi, Stephanie. You owe me. We look forward to having you here in the future. I'm sorry. Life happens and we have to do what we have to do to pay the bills and we have responsibilities. Keep making that good music. Yeah, man. And so as much as we want her to be here, if her job won't set her free for a little bit, then that's what it is. So I know she's with us in spirit. And so thank you. Thank you, Stephanie, for even willing to do this. So we, but Miranda <laughs> has had the dialogue with me today and it's been very enlightening and very informative. And I thank you. Thank when you. we left, we talked about the birth of glam soul and everything that you put into that. And I want to talk to you about, cause I've missed you. I missed you too. I did. I miss you. Um, I came to Miranda as a fan. 
uh, initially, uh, someone that just really appreciates her for what she does as her art and just wanted to be, um, inspiring whenever I could. And whenever I saw Miranda, I just, oh, I just love your music. I just didn't want nothing, anything. I didn't want anything from her. I just really appreciate what she was doing. And, and I thank was, you so much for that. You're for welcome. Your encouragement. You're welcome. And, and, and she shared with me that she was going out of the country for a little, I was like, <gasps> you know, I got, really, I got really nervous. I was like, you're, you're leaving. Like, are you leaving? She's like, no, it's a great opportunity. I'm really excited about it, but I'll be back uh, eventually. But right, right now I got to go do this. So tell us about where you were for a little bit. Uh, so I traveled to Beirut, Lebanon mm. in the middle East, yes. just across the water from Egypt. Nice. So I was right there in that area yeah. where it was going down. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All on your own. Did you know anybody there? What was the situation? Um, you know, what was so crazy about it is that, you know, when you make any leap, I would like to think you, you don't always know, like, is this the right thing? Right. And, you know, it, it's also always so amazing when God will give you reminders mm. of his love, his protection, and also mm. that he's the one that made the way right. for you to awesome. be where you're at, you awesome. know? And, um, it, what's funny is that when the opportunity came, um, one of the first questions that they asked me after, like, you know, our interview and our back and forth was, you know, do you know anyone else who might be interested mm. in traveling? Right. Mm. And so, of course, I'm thinking about people I know, you mm-hmm. know, in Atlanta. And then I'm also thinking about, well, who who's an artist that can go mm-hmm. to leave? Because um, my first trip was three months long. Mm. So. I'm assuming most people can't just take three right. months off of their job right. and be like, I'll be back. Right. Um, so I, you know, I took that into consideration as well as just, you know, talent as well as, you know, I'm going to be in another place for the first time. Who would I like to share this experience with? Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, Madam CJ. Mm. And so I reached out to her and just told her about, you know, how the opportunity had come and if she would be interested yes. and if so, that I would pass her information along. Nice, nice. And, um, you know, as God would have it, we were, bo- were both chosen Good. to go for that season. And it was actually her first time out of the country as well. Nice. Um, and so just for us to be able to experience that together mm. uh, was really beautiful. Yes. And, um, you know, and, and even further, um, you know, just knowing that I was in the right place was um, a couple of days after that. Cause there was always two, two girls and one male singer mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all from the States. And so I'm like, well, who's, you know, who's the guy? Not that I would know. Mm. Um, but he's like, Oh, this guy named John. Um, yeah, he's, he's a singer. He's cool. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Oh, she's like, we're going to go pick him up from the airport, um, later tonight. Mm-hmm. And, um, we're going to take him back to the hotel. Cause by then it'll be late. I'm like, Oh, okay. So the next day we go pick him up and we're all going to have sushi. And so he comes out of the, he comes out of his hotel and he looks, he's like Miranda Nicole. (laughs) And it was John Pierce. (laughs) And I was like, what (laughs) on earth is going on? And it was just like, it was just an immediate, immediate, like, just calm. Mm. Like, I was just like, this is going to be amazing. Mm. Like, I, like I have nothing to fear. Yes. There's no reason that I should be fearful at all. At all. And um, you know, from there it was just it was a beautiful experience. Mm. And then um John and I actually got to travel back the second time together. Mm-hmm. Um so we you know, we got to spend a lot of time together. What's funny is that I hadn't seen John since I sung at um WMC for Barbara Tucker's Let the Singer Be Heard. Mm. Mm. And he says that he tried to contact me, but I don't <laughs> trust him. 
She, yeah, no. she putting shade on <laughs> but that's my boo i love i like when i say i love uh john prosper yes. i want to say his new name mm-hmm. for everybody to get into that mm-hmm. um but man he really like touched my life in mm-hmm. just just such a deep meaningful way mm-hmm. um beyond the music mm-hmm. you know um like that's my brother that's my family like i literally just talked to him mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. other day and what's funny is because you know a lot of times we build these relationships we go elsewhere we meet people mm-hmm. and we would really like to think that these people are in our lives for right. a while right but some people are just in your lives for seasons mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and i'm just truly truly grateful um you know that he is in my life for more than just a season. Yeah. Yeah. So being over there was epic. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was, de- it was, it was just an amazing experience. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To be able to see different people. And, and mostly for me, um, the joy came from, you know, this is a really, it's a lot of energy in that yeah, place. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of resilient people who have, I mean, gone through things that I can't even fathom. Right. Um, and so to be able to sing for these people mm-hmm. who have been through so much, um, like in recent years, yes, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That it, it just, it just made me feel like I was bringing them joy. Right. You know, that I was making something better for them. Mm-hmm. And for me, like that trumped everything. Now, didn't um, it stretch you as an artist, right? Because you had to do costume maybe, or just do um, some themes. Well, I didn't really, we did only a couple themes mm-hmm. like, um, well, we did Halloween and they like dressed us up, but there was never, um, like it wasn't like, a Vegas okay. kind of thing. All right. Um, All right. So, um, but I did have to change, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, twice, two, maybe three times a night. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a couple shows, like we had a rock and roll show mm-hmm. set. So we had that outfit. Then I did like a reggae set with John. And so we had those nice. outfits. Nice. Um, nice. But outside of that, it was just, you know, I wouldn't say quite my glam drag mm. because, you know, the glam drag can be a little, you know, we can give you a little, <laughs> little side boob sometime. So we wasn't giving the, we wasn't giving no side boob in Beirut. They wasn't finna have a side boob. Not, not that. on stage. That's They're just, not that, doing that's that. just too much. That's They're not doing much. that. Yeah. So, um, but you know, they weren't, um, it wasn't oppressive. So I was definitely able to like, you know, wear my clothes, things that I, yeah. that I enjoy. And I got a lot of, I got a lot of things there too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, while I was there, I, um, went to a couple of places where the designers were local. Nice. And um, just made sure to, you know, invest in, in certain places there as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, I learned a lot about um, their culture and just even like community mm-hmm. um, because their, you know, families live together. Like if you're not married, then you don't leave the house. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of um, family owned businesses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first time around, we would go to like a major chain grocery store and then the second time when john and i went we decided well, we're gonna shop locally right and then right. we'll go to the store for the things that we can't get right. um and and that really helped us to build relationships with people and like they're seeing us come you know come out the apartment mm-hmm. and everybody's like hey you know what mm-hmm. i mean everybody wants to say hey and like you know kind of thing so um it definitely made me feel it made me feel like i was supposed to feel it made okay. me it was a reminder of who I am. Okay. And um, I'm just e- extremely grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel um, not always having the ability to sing your songs during that time? Um, That was definitely stifling mm-hmm. um, creatively to sing the same like two or three songs. For, like I literally sung the same songs for like seven months. So it was like, you wow. know, and you have to go out there and sing it 
like it's the first time you're singing it. Mm. Um, and it's not a groove. Like it's not like you're playing with, you know, the brothers in the band. <laughs> These little Arabs and they the Lebanese. And I love y'all, but y'all know y'all be doing stuff the way y'all want to do stuff. And that's just the bottom line. You got to get talked about sometimes. So, um, you know, it could be, you know, because I'm, I, I would like to say that I work well under pressure. I would like to say that, um, you know, creatively I can move about, but sometimes for me, especially sing, like, it's already kind of difficult for me to sing another person's mm-hmm. song. Like mm-hmm. I've never really been, and people who, you know, follow my movement know that I don't be mm-hmm. on the Instagram singing covers a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not really what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, so to sing, and I was singing songs that I did like, however, it's still a groove. It's not like, you're not playing with the brothers from Atlanta, mm-hmm. you know, so how that magic begins to happen mm-hmm. and like how it might go somewhere else. There was no room for that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then, and then two, now you're being judged from that place. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't like, um, I, I will say that I did feel at times, um, not even so much singled out, but I felt like people were trying to make me believe that I was not who I was mm. because I wasn't singing Rihanna correctly right. when y'all playing the tempo, five tempos too slow. Right. But let's not talk about that. You know what I mean? No, so, you know, it, it was definitely um, it was interesting. But I, even in that, I felt like that's just a test because yes. because the reality of it is y'all don't know who I am mm. or John Pierce. Right. So why are you trying us? <laughs> you tr- really trying yourselves. Okay. And that's just the bottom line. I'm not about to feel any lower mm. or any, any let more or less than yeah. because I can't keep up with this band that don't practice. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I understand. So it was just, it was, it, it was a lot of like interesting hurdles, you mm-hmm. know, to get over and then just um the arab culture is is very male dominated mm-hmm. um it's you know most men are in business they are like the businessmen mm-hmm. you do have business women there but like all the a lot of the major moves are like men right you know what i right. mean and um they don't like to be told that they're wrong mm-hmm. they don't like to be told no mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they want to be able to tell you to do something and you jump and do it mm-hmm. kind of situation and of course you know that's a cultural thing. Yes. So there was a lot of things culturally that I had to, um, not even so much lose, but just be like kind of less American Mm. a little bit, Mm. you know, because I feel like we go or, you know, sometimes people can go with this mind frame of like, I'm American and this. So I decided like, even before I got there that I was leaving all, I just knew that that would taint my experience you You know what i mean because um like in beirut there's certain things like you can't flush toilet tissue down the down the can Mm. it has to go in a trash can Mm. so things like that you know what i mean people can make a big deal about that there's no dryer Mm. you gotta put the clothes over the thing right every time every time so that means you have to plan to wash your clothes because if you need it in two days (laughs) you better hope it's dry you see what I'm saying? So, you know, there were things like that I could have complained about. Right. And now this is something that, I mean, these, you know, even the, uh, the Lebanese people have distaste for, but there was a, a trash crisis going on, mm. um, while we were there. Mm. And I don't know, you know, how, how far, um, along they've gotten with that, but there was like trash building up on the streets. And I mean, like, bags and bags of garbage and and um once it rained and i know they did show it on um i think cnn here but 
there was like a river of trash and it wasn't where we were mm. um, thankfully because we were in the city of Beirut right but I mean you drive 20 minutes sometimes not even and you're in the mountains mm-hmm. you know and so you're in these places and there's like rivers and then there's like trash bags floating wow. floating and floating you know what I mean so it was, it was different yes. it was you know and even just like the things that the political things we may experience here right versus the things they experience there the differences in yeah. those things yeah and, um but you know I'm, I'm very very glad that i i chose to make that decision before mm-hmm. i got there to just enjoy my experience right and all the, at every level yeah you know and not complain um you know, so I didn't spend a lot of time complaining and I wasn't homesick. No, Mm-mm. I was, no. I mean, I, I want to say like towards the end, like, of course you miss certain things. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, but as far as like wanting to come home that very moment no, or like can't sleep because like, no, like, I mean the food, we ate great food. Yeah. Um, you know, we took taxis everywhere. So it wasn't like we had to drive. Mm-hmm. We did walk around our neighborhood. So mm-hmm. that was cool. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, people get used to seeing you. And, yes. Um, and they love, they love, um, hip hop and play trap music and all that. And of course, being from Atlanta, it was funny because even in Atlanta, I don't even listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. And I found like, I find myself listening to the radio more now that I've come back from Beirut. As a way to kind of remind me of Beirut, Beirut. <laughs> you know, so it, it's it's a, a interesting um, dynamic. But, um, you know, certain things definitely made me feel at home. And we and we did touristy things. Yes. You know, we went to go visit a lot of um, places. There's a lot of um, spiritual energy mm-hmm. there and mm-hmm. in, that, in that particular place. Um, so I was able to visit some places that really helped me grow spiritually. Right. And um, just to see God in a different wet way in yes. a, a different place and like look at the sky and it's like the same sky but just so different right you know what i'm saying right. um so it, it was incredibly fulfilling awesome for me it looked like it i followed you on the gram so i saw it i was like man her breakfast looks good <laughs> man the mornings look nice and i was seeing the performances and the just it was just awesome so i was very very happy for you to have that experience and i know it just kind of added more to who you were Absolutely. as an artist, just as a person, mm-hmm. maturity, because a lot of people will never get that opportunity. Mm-hmm. So for you to do it, embrace it, have a good attitude about it, then you bring the nuggets back yes. is, is what it's all about. I want to talk to you about the producers that you've worked with. Um, I've always, the few people that I know, because I don't want people to think I know everybody. Even though she does. No, I don't. Half of y'all. No, no, I don't. I, I like a lot of people in the business. I do like and respect a lot of people in this industry. Um, and I'll ask them who they like working with. And your name comes up a lot. Oh, good thanks. I go out and I support <coughs> music. Right. Support it. I support it. I pay at the door. I go in and I, I'm in the venue. And so people are playing your music. And so I think, uh, you know, I know that there's something there. So I wanted to ask you, um, you've worked with the prime minister, Kai Alse. You've worked with Zephyrin Saint. You've worked with Ian Friday. That Mm -hmm. was your very first one. Um, Any experience, which one of those would you say was like, Oh my gosh, this is epic. Or they're just all great people to work with. Um, you know, I've really been blessed to have some really, to work with some really great producers. Um, and they've all been something different on different levels. Gotcha. Um, one thing I'm really thankful for is that I've been able to build these relationships, 
you know, I mean, being a female mm-hmm. singer mm-hmm. and then working with a lot of men, mm-hmm. a lot of times you just want to be free to be an artist. Yes. You don't want to feel like a piece of meat. Right. And a lot of times you get that in like the arm, more of the R&B. Okay. And, um, you know, and even that as house, as a community, mm. I really have appreciated that, mm. you know, even if you might be attracted or you enjoy the, right. the drag or whatever, right. it's not like a meat eaters yeah. club. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So, um, but working with, with Ian Friday was an, an incredible experience. Ian Friday is the reason why um, I started touring mm. so much. He was the um, liaison between um, pretty much like my first, my first Tri-City tour was all Ian Friday. Wow. Um, Ian Friday looked out for me. Like he could have easily like charged me for booking mm-hmm. me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he was like, nah, that's you. Wow. You good. That's you know awesome. what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. he would, you know, um, we would sit down in his living room and I would go through my performances. Mm-hmm. You know, he would sit there, he mm-hmm. and Caroline and like, okay, critique and da, 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 you know, and certain things like that. Because that was my, New York was my first major performance. I had never performed in New York ever. Mm. And so, um, for me, even those things like that being the first and then like, like, you know, doing it, you know what I'm saying? It was like, wow. Okay. Well now that's done. Mm -hmm. It makes you feel like, okay, I can do it again. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I always, you know, love and respect Ian Friday for that and for how, um, he really made room for me and he didn't have to. Yes. Um, so, you know, uh, and you know, he's just a good brother. Like, you know, I can talk to Ian about like regular life stuff, Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I, you know, that's one thing, even in working with him, um, I had just lost my grandmother. Mm -hmm. Um, it was just a lot, a lot of stuff going Mm -hmm. on. And so to be able to speak with him and like him talk to me like a person and not a product was, was really, really incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, Kai Alsay, I love Kai Alsay. He is just for me, dance like you've been here. Mm-hmm. So when when I wrote that song, that's also uh, one of those records that ha- was another like had another song okay. behind it. Okay. Um, but I never released it. Mm-hmm. I performed it, but I never released it. Okay. Um, but the original was produced by this guy Apple Juice Kid, who did um, Azalea Banks' first mm-hmm. album, mm-hmm. and so. Um, you know, sometimes mugs be big shit and I don't have two G's to pay you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so whatever. But anyway, I knew the song was like a hit. Right. And I knew that it was like, it was my version of a house song. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it was the first one that I had ever written. Mm -hmm. And so it had to be heard. And so I don't know. I don't know what made me reach out to Kai or why it was Kai, I just knew that it was Kai. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, when he sent it back, it wasn't just house, it was Glam Soul. It was Glam Soul. It was like, yes. He gets it. He got it. Yeah. On the first try. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, on the first, this, oh, so this how you feel yeah, on the first yeah, try? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, then. I see who I'm dealing with. Shouts you know? out to Kai Alsay. Yes. Um, you know, and then, you know, I just love, like, he's so nonchalant. Mm-hmm. He's very, like, cool. It's almost like you go to the studio and you feel like, like, did we do something? <laughs> but it's like, it be, it's so free-flowing. And Smooth. Then sit and, you, and then you're like, hey, we straight wrote two songs. Yeah. You know? Smooth. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, I, I've I've really enjoyed working with um, the majority of the producers um, that I've worked with mm-hmm. um, as far as the creative part. Um, and I'll definitely say too with Kai, I'll say something that um, I respect. I really respect is that Kai Alsay is a great businessman. Mm. And mm. that for me, um, again, because I am business minded yes. and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I recognize you have to, you know, be, be after the business and be about yes. the business. Yes. And it's not always the most like glamorous thing. Mm. No. And it's not, it doesn't always make you feel good either. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To like, have to like, feel like you have to strong arm somebody into just doing something that's very basic, right? Very simple and right. very a part of business, right? You know what I'm saying? Um, and and honestly, I just feel like the culture sometimes of house has been that of like lacking in the business mm. part, and so I feel like that definitely you mm. know bleeds out in other places. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Kai, I'll say <clears throat> I never had to ask for a penny, mm-hmm. even when I was in Beirut for seven months. Mm. I when I got back, Kai was like, "Yeah, you got the money I sent you." I was like, "Oh, you sent me some money?" He's like, "Yeah, check your PayPal." And I'm like, "Check my PayPal." You know, and so I and I just really appreciate that. Yes. You know what I mean? It's not like we're making millions and millions no. of dollars, but when you're, you know, a working artist, mm-hmm. it's like all those pennies count. They do. You know, I have a special place for pennies. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I'm gonna use all yeah. of these pennies. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So um, but you know, I, I don't I don't have any I don't have any horror stories. That's good. Um I definitely have some lessons, mm-hmm. you know, some things um that you know i won't share mm-hmm. but um I, i've definitely learned some great lessons i've worked with some really great people mm-hmm. and um you know i'm just looking forward to to continuing to you know make music um with with those people who you know we vibe well mm-hmm. and um we have the same passion for what we do we have to um raise the vibration about the business side. Absolutely. Truly, truly we do because people have talents and gifts and those talents and gifts need to be compensated. Yes. It can't always be for the love. Right. The love doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. Just, I mean, love don't pay the bills in real life. No, it just, it just doesn't. <laughs> you know? so, so, you know, you might as well just come clean and be honest and say, you know, um, I can do this versus that. Right. And, and you know, and that's cause a lot of people don't know this about me, but like, I don't have a manager mm. and throughout my whole journey, I've never had a manager. Wow. So it's not been like, Oh, I had one and then they left. Right. Like, no, it's you. you know, yeah. You know, God really is my manager. I hear you, you know what I mean? Sitting mm. on my head, like, okay, these things you need to do. Right. Um, but being in that, in that role, it's just like, it really does show you and teach you like the type of people that you need to have mm-hmm. around you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the type of people that um, you need working in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's for all of us, you know, mm-hmm. cause you know, we're not, we're not charging a lot of money for the, this music. No. Um, and I feel like if people really took the time to, um, think about their experience mm-hmm. on the dance floor and, you know, how they leave change. That's right. It was worth it. You know what I mean? And like, more. Yeah. Like, yeah. like the fact that a party was only 10 bucks, like you go on Edgewood to a hip hop party, you could easily pay 15 or 20 bucks. And then you leave like with half your brain cells and trying to figure out what just happened to your life. 
She's so right. I just feel like, you know, come to come to the house music parties. And and even if you don't want to come to the party, like buy the music. Right. You know, buy the music. It's it, like I can't tell you. It's just so funny sometimes when people will put on my like, Facebook like, well, what do you have out? And I'm just like, have you ever visited Track mm. And or even if this if it's this one song, like, don't ask me for more and you ain't <laughs> and you ain't even got what's out yet. Now just please. Now I love you and I love the support and I, I'm thankful you want to hear my voice some more. But until you visit my SoundCloud, I'm gonna start asking people: Are you are you are you following my YouTube? Are you on my SoundCloud? Because I actually like you know even records um, that I don't release mm-hmm. or purchase, I put new music on my SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Um, that's free. That's free. You know, for people to just like get into mm-hmm. it. So I just really think that it's important that um. You know, get all the music. I'm a, subscri- I'm a subscriber of your YouTube channel. Thank you. Yes. Namaste. Yes. So you have to do that. So, yes, I think we have a responsibility, though. Those that know better are expected to do better. Mm-hmm. And we have to hold people accountable and, right. like, raise it up because Absolutely. we can't do deals on a napkin. Yeah. We can't do deals just on the verbal yes. say. Like, come on. Let's, you got to put stuff down let's in do the, the contract. Deposit. Yeah, And you got de- you can't be afraid of deposits. Mm-hmm. And you got to pay people when it's, the show's done. You got to count up that and, dough and, and give like, it to right. them. And, like you said, it's okay to say, like, I really want you to do this party. This is really all I have. Right. Because for me, I'm going to be, it's about me. Right. And what I do on that stage. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I always have merchandise. Mm -hmm. I always have something that the people can leave with. Mm -hmm. So I take part of the responsibility as well when I say, yes, I'll do your show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be my full self so that I can leave with what I should leave with. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It, whether that's a feeling or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, it's, it's interesting. It can be a very interesting um, dynamic, but I do try to work with people, mm-hmm. you know, um, especially moving into the next cycle mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. writing more and mm-hmm. like, you know, different, you know, cause I've been doing a lot of free writing, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so it's like, at some point you as well as the artist have to, be courageous enough really to say, Oh, well this is at least what I need. Yes. Right. Yes. And then work from there Yes, because it's different to be like, Oh, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And then people look at you as the, I'll just do it. Girl. Right. Person. And that's not working. And, and that doesn't help your no, brand you know, at it doesn't, all. It doesn't help you grow. And it might be to where, you know, you might not get booked mm-hmm. at what you, at what your next, whatever is mm-hmm. until you get booked. There you go. You know what there I mean? You go. So, there you go. There you go. Anybody you want to work with in the future? Oh man, so many good ones. Um, I definitely want to work with Black Coffee. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to work with mm-hmm. Black Coffee, and this is before the whole J Lo Drake thing. Mm-hmm. So for anybody who thinks, oh, she want to work with Black Coffee, mm-hmm. like, no, I can remember seeing. I was trying to. Get, it was one WMC. I was trying to get the Black Coffee so bad. <laughs> And do you know he rolled by on Ugh. one of them, um, like he was on, um, and like one of them Jeeps, but one, yeah. one of the ones that are open with no things. But he was in the car with like a bunch of other people. They were just like cruising down. I was like, I should just run up to him yeah. right now. Yeah. So I was like, Mm-mm, don't be banjee, girl. Just please <laughs> put it on a leash now, girl. Put it on. <laughs> so, but no, I would love to work with Black Coffee. Um, I would love to work with Felix the House Cat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's another brother I really like. Uh, 
He's really popular. I don't know why his name is escaping me right now. Um, but I would like to work with Shango. He's a mm-hmm. DJ producer. Mm-hmm. He's dope. Mm-hmm. Um, Arsango. And um, probably Louis Vega. Mm. I think Louis Vega and mm. I have some have some, um, some cross. to do. Yeah, some cross. <laughs> some pass the cross, per yeah. se. I yeah. hear you. I hear you. So what's on the uh, horizon and radar for Glam Soul and Miranda Nicole? Yes, Glam Soul. Um, right now, I am getting my forthcoming Glam Soul project Yay. mastered. Um, Yay. And the title of that is Ginger. Ginger. So I'm super excited about it. I've been work yes, I've been working on it for um, over a year now, mm. and um, I'm just really excited. It's definitely something new, some new sounds mixed with some old sounds. Mm. Um, all brand new producers, mm. um, here, uh, most most from the city mm. of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a record with Nikki Monty mm. on there, and um, I love I love Nikki Monty. She's doing some really really incredible incredible things. Um, her music is just. So dope. Shout out to like her, it. her production is like is unlike yes anything I've ever heard yes. before. Honestly, it definitely has a spirit of its own. So y'all definitely be um, looking out for that. Yes. Um, but we did a record called Select, mm. which is like really one of my favorite records. It's like just the content of it. Um, you know, the hook says "Correct before you select." Mm-hmm. You know, it's really like a, a a reminder to women and to men. You mm. know what I mean? To be selective when you're selecting your partner. All right. You know what I'm saying? Correct before <laughs> you, you select. select. Awesome. Um, and she was she's the first um, female producer that I've ever worked with. Awesome. And um, this is actually her first record that she's ever done as a producer awesome. working with the singer. Awesome. So um, I'm really excited about about that tune just first. for the whole woman power of it all. A lot of first. Womb power. A lot of first. Um yes and so and then um I have Lance Polis um producing a couple records on there. Mm-hmm. He played the trumpet for Janelle Monet. Mm-hmm. Um who else is on there? Um, there's some really incredible DJ Tabone. I mm. did a record with DJ Tabone. Mm-hmm. This is DJ Tabone's first um production. Yes. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I don't really have um any features on the project um except for an MC by the name of Willie Hen. Mm. Um, he actually just got back. He was on tour with Music Soul Child. Nice. And he's here from um from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the um the other artists that I started performing with way back in the day, the day at the same um at the same event. So um I'm just really excited about it. My first single is entitled Eighty Six. Mm. So that'll be um I think I wanna drop that sometime in the next like week or two. Really? Um I'm just you gonna drop it. You know, I just feel like it's time. Boom. Can't hold it. It's too hot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I have the, the cover for it. Um, I've got the cover for the EP. And so I'm just ready. I'm ready to move. You know, mm-hmm. I've been working on my EPK. I just finished up um, uh, kind of like a teaser video mm-hmm. I shot with Chilio, who's mm-hmm. the man here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just work with some really dope creatives on the visuals. Yeah. And um, I'm just really excited about, you know, the, the direction yes. that I'm moving in yes. and the momentum of Glam Soul. And, you know, I know that as we go, life will take yeah. us and, you know, th- different things will happen. But, um, you know, the music truly is in me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So no matter where life takes me, no matter, you know, what things kind of happen that mm-hmm. we have no control over, um, I'm going to continue to make the music. You awesome. know what I'm saying? And awesome. I'm going to continue to... Just dig deeper. You know, this this project was really, I feel like, my my goal and my intent was to be as bare as possible, mm. to just really flesh out. And um, 
and also to heal myself mm. of some things that I was going through while writing and okay. while recording okay. and even while, when coming back to it, you know what I mean? <clears throat> so, um, you know, a new show working mm. on a new show. I have new records also coming forth, um, with Kai Alsay. Nice. We have a record called the bridge, um, which I'm actually going to debut, um, my single acoustically. Okay. Um, and as well as some new records from Ginger and my record with Kai Alsay um, this Saturday at Moods Music nice. for Record, record. Store Day. Yes, I'll be there. Yes, so um, there. 2 o'clock, if you're in the A, come by, come holla through. at me. Come through. Um, yeah, it's going to be a different set. So I'm really excited about it because I think a lot of times people are used to, even in smaller spaces, um, used to me doing like the house stuff yeah. and like kind of dancing, which is great. But I feel like it's important for people to to see me in a, in a dynamic yes. way. Yes, because so. you're all about, you have music for everyone. I do. You for have sure. music for everyone. That's awesome stuff. So you got a lot of stuff going on. Is Ginger to you like Sasha is to Beyonce? Um, Ginger... Uh, is so the album of it, it's ginger literally mm. right so um ginger for me is like one of my favorite herbs okay to use so it's an herb, not yeah a person. yeah <laughs> um but the idea of it right mm-hmm. is definitely it's sassy mm-hmm. it's spicy mm-hmm. it's you know so the personification of ginger okay. mm-hmm. is is really um the reason why i chose ginger as well as you know the cleansing properties of yes. ginger and how this project really has helped me to cleanse my palate awesome. of some things and um you know really give me an opportunity to show people what glam soul is yes. you know and not by Oh, because you have this big name DJ over your song. Right. Like, right. no, this is Glam Soul, you know, and the people who are behind the the project are really dope, mm-hmm. but they might not be known. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And um, even that to say, like, you know, Ginger stands alone. Ginger has its power all by itself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to add it to nothing else. I heard that. You know that. what I mean? Um, so I'm excited about yeah, it. Yeah, as you should. How can people find you, Miranda Nicole? Tell the people. Uh, social media, Instagram, Glam Soul Star on IG, mm-hmm. Glam Soul Star on YouTube, Glam Soul Sounds on SoundCloud. Everything's spelled correctly. I was an English major, so I just have an attachment <laughs> to spelling words correctly. Sorry, guys. So, Glam Soul Sounds. Glam Soul Sounds. <laughs> so, that's where I'm at. It just comes right out. You can't help it. It's a goofiness. It is. I love Goof it. Troop. I love what you do. I love what Thank you're you. about. I love Thank the way you. you present it. Thank you. I think your voice is legendary. Thank you. I think you have thanks. a wonderful voice encased in this wonderful, vibrant being. And you have so much more to offer. So I just wish you nothing but continued success Thank in you so every much. single aspect of your life. Keep it on social media so that we can just peek in on your soul and just see where you're doing and send you the vibrations that you need so you can be that star that you are. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. For those of you that want to get at me. (laughs) Yeah, right. Real real Chicks Rock. I am everywhere. I am. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. Get at me. Send me an email. We got things coming up. I didn't want to take away because I love. I wanted to talk to her, but we have things coming up. So stay tuned. Keep support. Thank you so much for supporting us for a year. That is just, you know what? Thank you for the shares, the likes, the stopping me in the street and saying, 
I heard that show. I thought it was good. Thank you so much for the text messages, the love. I so appreciate it. I just want to, you know, continue to do something that is valuable, you know, that adds value to your time, to your being. We just want to inform you, empower you with some knowledge and some entertainment, some good information. That's what we want to do. So thank you for the well wishes for our anniversary. Until next time, continue to rock on. Take care. Bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to RCR Presents Real Discussions. Until next time, you take care and continue to rock on.